entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, DC Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. I'm proud to let you know we record the show in the studios of 94.3 FM, The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media, and we are in my hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Hooray for Scranton, Pennsylvania, DC. Scranton, my friend, and Northeast PA, where we are making it happen. We are rocking here. It's cold while we're rocking, but we're rocking, right? Yes, (laughs) yes. All right. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. You can find the Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on C-Suite Radio. So DC is our guest on the line. Yes, and our guest is Dr. Rachel M. K. Headley. Hi, Rachel. Well, hey, Marty. How are you doing? Uh, doing great. Now, let's let's get. You're kind of in a neat place, Rachel. Tell me where you're at. Don't give me um, all the details, it, but you're kind of like relaxing a little bit, aren't you? Uh, I am not cold. I okay. am in Arizona. It's going to be 80 degrees today, so I'm oh. having a great time at the at the open, the PGA oh. Open down here. Wow. Okay. So, um, Rachel and I have become friends through the C-Suite Network and Jeffrey Hazlett, our mutual friend, and all that kind of good stuff. Let me formally introduce uh, Rachel M.K. Headley. Rachel comes from a high intellect, high science, high tech world. Rachel is a Mensa Ph.D. scientist with over two decades of experience leading complex and groundbreaking achievements managing big projects, uniting diverse international stakeholders, and guiding teams through change, which is probably going to be a theme for our discussion. So as I also understand, Rachel, you kind of grew up on a farm. So here's what I want to know, and I think our audience will be interested. So you grew up on a farm, I think, in South Dakota. Is that accurate? That's right. So how did you go from farm to Ph.D.? Uh, talk to me about your educational experience. Give me some details. Well, it all was possible because of my mom, probably. Ah. Uh, my, my dad's the farmer, and on his way over to Vietnam, he met my mother, who lived in Sacramento, California. And ah. so my mom is a high-intellect woman. She has her own Ph.D., and she was my inspiration. So I started on the farm. Where I learned how to work hard and learn how to be, you know, practically, practicality is a main theme for me. Yeah. And I just knew that if I wanted to advance and yeah. in my career and use my brain, that's that was my path. So I just did what I had to do. Where did you get your PhD? Uh, Penn State, just down the road from you guys. I want to mention that, you know, we we have to mention Penn State, you know. So, that's so right. how did you end up at Penn State? Well, that's interesting. Yeah, it is a pretty interesting story. I got my master's degree at University of Tennessee, Knoxville, okay, and also another big football school. And then when I went to, I had a job at the U.S. Geological Survey as a research scientist, uh-huh. and they had an opportunity to work with Penn State on some of their satellite work. 
And they said if I came and helped them out, then uh, they'd consider me for their PhD program. So that's how I ended up there. Speaking of satellite work, uh, in in the radio business, they call that a segue, I think, you know. Speaking of satellites, (laughs) you you teed this up. You did an absolutely awesome TEDx talk. Um, Thank you. First of all, do we Google your name to find that, or how, how would we actually find that? What's the best way? Just Google your name? Yeah, you can Google my name and TEDx, and you'll definitely find it. Or you can go to the TEDx.com site and, and search on me there, and you'll find it. And that name is Dr. Rachel M.K. Headley, H-E-A-D-L-E-Y. Tell me uh, about the TEDx talk. Uh, what did you talk about? Who was your audience? Uh, uh, talk to me about that. Well, the TEDx was an interesting talk for me because it's, the theme of my TEDx that I spoke at was Connections. And so what I did is I spent much of my career, the last 20 years anyway, um, in the satellite world. I was a PhD scientist that studied satellite imagery, and I studied the way humans change the world, Mm. whether it's uh, cutting down trees or planting crops or Mm -hmm. what have you. And so my TEDx, I thought that was the most exciting connection between humans and the Earth. Mm -hmm. that I want to talk about. So I really talked about how humans are living on the planet and how you have to balance, you know, the answer is never in the extreme. It's always somewhere in the middle. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a lot of extremes in politics and decision-making today. And I really feel like the best answers are somewhere in the middle. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of the theme of my talk. Mm. It was a great talk. I told you that already. Uh, Your poise in front of a group was incredible. Uh, how many people are in that audience? There was probably 500-ish yeah. in person there. Good, good, mm-hmm. good size audience, and it beamed out. Obviously, anything with a TEDx talk, uh, I would strongly suggest people uh, check that out. It was fascinating information that you shared, and, and, and again, to show uh, your poise in front of that group. Okay, so we're going to high speed here, if you will, and I guess mm-hmm. uh, well, maybe change, you the word, use the word change as maybe a theme for everything going forward uh, uh, up till now and going forward. So you are now a senior partner at an organization called the Rose Group International. Now, maybe mm-hmm. you don't want to go there just yet. Is there something else you want to tell me before you got to the Rose Group International you want to share, or is it okay to go there? Well, I think it's okay to go there. Uh, one, one thing I'll mention is that I did do another big talk in front of about 12,000 people ah. that's online. If you Google me and you Google Esri, E-S-R-I, I gave a talk in front of their big conference plenary, and that's a lot more technical. So ah, if you okay. want to see some technical satellite information and a way to access it, that's a really easy way to do it. It's only about a 12-minute yeah. talk, but it's really, really fun to watch. Yeah, fascinating. Okay, so senior partner, company's called the Rose Group International, and uh, you do have the Rose Group, comma, I-N-T-L, and you're mm-hmm. a senior partner, and your partner is Meg Menke. Is that correct? Yep, Meg Menke, yep. So what do you do there? What's that all about? Well, we were inspired to start a company together. We're actually founders also. And I was working. So after I left the Landsat satellite teams, um, about six months after a big launch, I decided that I wanted to take the energy and the excitement that I had in my teams there, which was all about how do you actually get big things done? When you want to change the world, you're always pushing that 
envelope of what can and can't be done. And so mm. how do you actually commit and deliver the things you're promising? And then all of that's about the team you're building. And so mm. I was just so inspired by my team. I was the operational science officer and I, I worked with 175 engineers mm. to fly that satellite program. And Mm-hmm. That didn't count the you know the development team. So anyway, so I was so excited and passionate about helping other organizations figure out how to bring that energy, revolutionize the energy that CEOs can leverage out of their uh, people. Mm. And I think it's just there should be no reason that people don't want to go to work. Um, I mm. think the, that that's a leadership decision. So. We really decided that we wanted to, that I wanted to work in that space. And about uh, two years ago, I connected with Meg, and she's a talent management, organizational psych um, gal expert. She was an executive at um, extractive mining industry and logistics, and she was as passionate as I was about what we could do together. So we teamed up. Mm-hmm. And now we can um, take on really complicated problems because I'm the get things done girl. I like to yeah. work with schedule and budget and yeah. goals and objectives. And she's the take care of people side of it. So Interesting. We can, we can really uh, tackle complicated cultural and process issues um, that most organizations don't have that kind of depth. So how do people find out about it? What's your website that you want people to connect with you or in any other way you want people to connect with you? What would you suggest? Absolutely. Uh, Rosegroupintl.com is my website. And you can connect to us there and um, get on our list to get all the information. I'm also very active on LinkedIn. So if you look for Dr. Rachel M.K. Headley on LinkedIn, you can Join me there, and we have a lot of good dialogue on LinkedIn, too. Yeah, you're active on there. That's where uh, I, I follow you there, so I, I like all that interaction. That's great. Um, so, D.C. Taylor, I think this is the first time we've ever had an, a scientist uh, on the show. I think so, yeah. I think yeah. Rachel is uplifting our, our show here. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. We're downgrading. <laughs> but, but, but Rachel is okay at a cocktail party, too. I want to tell you that. So, okay. you know, it's, it's okay. We've, I've had fun with Rachel. She's, some she's, partying? Okay. she's an interesting gal, you know. She's right. terrific. Well, I went to Penn State, right? Ah, there so, you go. Kind of exactly. You had your training there. Um, okay, back to being serious. Um, <laughs> it's fascinating what you want. Big issues, big problems, big challenges, going through change, all that kind of good stuff. Um, I, I guess I, it's kind of leading me to think about like, well, okay, with that being the case, let's see if we can refine this a little bit. And what I mean by that, I'm trying to get my head around who would be, I guess, your ideal client. Who, who, who do you want to reach out to you to start that conversation on to achieve what you can do for them? What would that look like? Well, we really like to work with organizations that, well, as you said in the intro, like we really like to work with what we consider high achieving, high intellect. You know, we, I, the satellite program that I sort of developed my leadership style in is really an engineering software development team, right? Because you're not going to fly spacecraft right. with off the shelf software. So, correct. We, I'm really good at understanding engineers and, and who they are, and we don't want to change who they are. Right. But we want to give them the tools and the process, and they're team-oriented. 
And so I really like to work uh, with engineering teams. In fact, we just came from a big innovation fair yesterday mm. where there's a lot of startups. And frankly, those startups are working just as hard with the same kind of challenges as the big sure. organizations we work with. Sure. But, you know, they, but there's only a couple of them trying to figure it all out. Yeah. So yeah. We, we're also, we've got, so we really work with really big organizations. I'm working with a group right now that has a $2 billion project portfolio. Wow. And yeah. that's, that's sort of the, the extreme one end. And the, on the other end, um, you know, we're working with startups that just, you know, they're great at what they do. They're technically very outstanding and they excite investors. But, man, how do you actually deliver what you think you can? How do you, you know, they're not, a lot of them aren't, just don't have their head around how to run a business. How do you hire yeah. good people? What do you have to worry about? Amen. You know, how do you build your team? How do you actually deliver on November 1st if that's what you've committed to? Yeah. So that's kind of the, the, yeah. the smaller end. Right. But it's no less, it's no smaller in the sense of changing the world. And that's really what we like to work right. with companies that are ready to change the world. Stay here for more of the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at nastpartners.com asks you, who will take you there? The predictive index allows you to decode the complexities of your people and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The predictive index uses proven science to help you manage across the hire-to-retire life cycle with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com. You're listening to The Business Builder Show. I'm your host, Marty Wolf. My guest is Dr. Rachel M.K. Headley. And uh, give us your website again, Rachel. So www.rosegroupintl.com. I understand you, uh, you're writing a book. So tell me about the book. Why did you feel the need for it? And actually, I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit, and maybe this will help uh, you talk about it. In the outline that you sent me, it says, uh, the book, I guess, is uh, Juice. I'm not sure if that's the title at this point in time. It describes how anyone can implement change, create a culture of innovation, or grow a company through practical tools suited to their personality. Suited to their personality. So go from there. Either tell me more about the book or tell me what you mean by suited to their personality. Any direction you want. Well, generally, the juice word, uh, we like that metaphor because what we think of as juice is energy so that you know is the is the background theme music to your organization is it right. you know, a john williams score is it like that superman star wars soundtrack or is it you know a, a, a opera that's you know a german opera that you just want to go to sleep in <laughs> yeah right? yeah yeah and no no offense to the german opera fans yeah i got you Right. But, um, you know, we really want people to be excited about what they're doing every day. Yeah. And I tell you, one of the really interesting things about the personality side of it is that a lot of entrepreneurial CEOs, they're really great idea people. And we call those guys independents because they okay. like they like a little chaos in their life. They like the freedom to make all those choices. 
They don't really care what anyone else thinks. They're ready to go for it. And that's exciting to be around. You just tagged me. You just, you just, yeah, right. I didn't funny. even take the assessment and you have me nailed. Go ahead. I know. And I'm a, I'm a, a bit of an independent. Yeah. But I tell you, I'm, a, I'm more of a fixer. Okay. And, and fixers, fixers are the folks that we like a little freedom, but we like to solve problems in a way that makes everyone else's life easier. So, you know, that's, that's me to a T. I love to come in and, and be the hero, right? In the in the very much um, sure. save save people from from sadness. Right, kind of, right, uh, right. But frankly, most people in the world, about seventy percent of people, like um, you know, they like security in their day to day. Yeah, they like the familiar. They don't like to sure. shake up. Right. And so the challenging thing that we see, especially in smaller organizations. Is more like startups and the, and the mid-size, is that you have this entrepreneurial CEO who's sort of driving forward and so excited, but then he stops and turns around and all of his people are like way behind. Yeah, yeah. Or, or crying, you know, in the <laughs> right, bathroom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so what we try to do is by identifying the kind of people you have in your organization, fixers, connectors, independents. The other one is organizer, which we love organizers. Yeah. They all... If you understand who you have in your organization, then you can better implement change because those fixers will step up and they'll help you yeah. get all that figured out. Uh, the connectors will come, but they, they want to see the leaders actually behaving the way that they're being asked to behave. So we've kind of got people figured out around change, which is the most painful part of most people's sure. life. Sure, so. yeah, yeah. Is this assessment – This is so this is an actual assessment. People can take this. You use this, correct, in your work. Let me be yeah, absolutely clear. Yeah, absolutely. What we do, what we've done too, is we've taken this um, assessment, and it's not—it doesn't live on an island. We've actually really taken a look. We've crosswalked the Myers Briggs and the DISC and the yeah. other the communication styles. So we wanted to make sure it's in the context of everything else an organization might be familiar with. Yeah. But we've completely focused it on that change dynamic, which is unique. And yeah. it's really, uh, we're getting it trademarked as we speak, actually. And whether it's cool. straight change, whether it's, okay, we have a reduction of force, we have an M&A, we have new leadership coming in. That's, a re- that's just a straight up change a lot of times. But a lot of times we support culture change or we support project management process change. Right. And even in those things that are really, you think, oh, that's just a project management, it's a scheduling issue. But man, if you want to implement a new scheduling approach, that's a change that people don't want to do or resist. Yeah. So then we, yeah. U- we, yeah. Use, we use that idea, those ideas in everything that we try to implement in an organization. Yeah, Rachel, I've, I've been involved over the years with M&A work. It is, continues to shock me. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you already know what I'm going to say, right? It continues mm-hmm. to shock me how little people pay attention. Leaders uh, pay attention to this whole change thing to the people side of the equation. It amazes me, Rachel. Yeah, and you know, a lot of that is, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about why on earth, yeah, you know, this doesn't get a lot of attention because there's so much attention put on the legal side and the deal, and right. it's, it's it's years sometimes yeah. to, of the wrangling, yeah. but if they spent as much time figuring out, okay, how are we going to merge our organization, the org charts, yeah. if they had another team working in parallel, then it would be so much better for everyone. They wouldn't lose their best people because that's what happens, right? Absolutely. In this day and age, yeah. 
So yeah. people can go anywhere they want and make a lot of money. Really good people. They're yeah. not going to stick around yeah. if you're if you can't get your act together on this thing. So retention is a big benefit of what we do for sure. Absolutely, boy, that was sounded like a great closing statement because we need to wrap up. So my guest is Dr. Rachel M. K. Headley. H e a d l e y. H e a d l e y. You can find her on LinkedIn. You can find her on, uh, give me that, uh, E-S-R-I. Give me that talk again. How do I find that? Just search on my name and E-S-R-I, Esri. It's a big global mapping software. So there, if you Google it, Google will know it. So that's how you can find that talk. That's awesome. Uh, the TEDx talk is awesome. So um, you've uh, hopefully we've covered what you want to cover. Anything in your heart or in your mind to say, hey, Marty, we didn't talk about this that you want to wrap up with? Oh, there's so much, Marty. I can't I believe know. our time is over. We, we, the time is over. I know, I know it's unfair. You know, that's why I asked oh, yeah. three, or, three or four times what your website is so people can go because they have to go and look. But kind of wrap up, you know, give me your, give your final thoughts. Well, if you're curious about what kind of change type you are, we have a quiz on my website, on our website, and you can get to it from the homepage, or you can get to it from rosegroupintl.com forward slash the dash quiz. Okay. Try to make it easy. So yeah, yeah. Go find, figure out who you are, and I'll give you a little bit of insight into how you deal with change and what motivates you around change. See how accurate we are. We'd love to hear from you. Uh Great talk, Rachel. I really appreciate you taking time. I'm glad we finally got this uh, together. So thanks so much for being part of the show. Oh, what a great pleasure, Marty. I've been listening to your podcast for a while, and I'm just really thrilled to have an opportunity to be on it. Excellent. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Marty. Thank you again to my guest, Dr. Rachel M.K. Headley, H-E-A-D-L-E-Y, for being on the Business Builders Show. So on behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, Thank you for listening to The Business Builder Show. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at nastpartners.com asks you, who will take you there? The predictive index allows you to decode the complexities of your people and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The predictive index uses proven science to help you manage across the hire-to-retire life cycle with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com.